Welcome. To Arcade Audio. Welcome to this week's episode of Married with Movies. I'm one of your hosts, Samantha Mullet. Sitting next to me on the couch is your other host, my beautiful husband, Chris Mullet. This will be, if I can make a bold declaration, one of the worst episodes we've ever done. <laughs> well, yeah, because right before we started, you said, you're going to have to carry it, and nobody wants that. I was, even before I randomly got this massive headache over the past, like, hour, um, I was like, man... With what we're talking about today, I think it's going to be a Samantha-heavy episode. And um, I don't mean that there's a direct correlation between those two things. <laughs> the quality <laughs> of the episode and how much you speak. <laughs> but I know I feel power here because I don't feel well, so I feel like I could say anything and just get away with it. Yeah, no. That's not how it works. Well, it was worth a try. Like, oh, those fish. I'll turn the TV off. <laughs> What is wrong with you? I think I pre-gamed before Barbie and Oppenheimer. I didn't realize it. It is uh, October 34th. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> oh my God. No, it's, I thought it's, you were serious no, and I no. was just about to leave the house. No, it's July 20th, 2023. If you're new here, uh, usually I am hilarious <laughs> on purpose. and uh, I'm not. I Yeah, and I am married to a person that I put on my back and carry through. The trials and tribulations of a podcast about movies. That's okay, because I carry you through the trials and tribulations of life, so... That is not true. We were just talking earlier. So true. I forget when we were talking with someone. I was like, how do you live on a day-to-day basis? I I live just fine. I am here. I'm alive. I take care of everything in the house. You don't? They do. Did the dishes, took out the trash, filled the fridge, made Jillian's lunch. Yeah. I was going to do that. And the that. recycling. Oh, but you didn't. Well, this doesn't mean I, 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 yeah. I said I was it's going to. It's been full for like three days. Well, because you don't push the garbage down. You waste bag space. I've been pushing And then the it's impossible down. to get the bag out of the trash can. Well, then we need a better trash can. It's not the bag's fault. It's not the trash's fault. It's, it's your fault. fault. It's your fault. It's just the it's just the the uh, the combination of things. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm not reading the box. I'm good. <laughs> um... So we've had uh, another week. <laughs> That's kind of how it goes, buddy. Yep, sure is. Week after week. Weeks go by, and then another one goes by, and they say, you know, you're 36 years old, and you're, I realize today... You have an ice pack on your head. Yep, a pink ice pack mask on my head. When I brought Jillian home today from summer camp, I was like, it's water day, it's your last one. She goes, oh, and I go, yeah, because next week's your last week of camp, and I go... Jesus, our summer break's already over. Yeah. It is crazy how fast. This year's going by so fast. This year is gone. It is. It's mid-July. Yeah, the year is more than half over. Absolutely. You you officially hit 36 and a half two days ago. I'm going to be 37. Yeah, so am I. In a row. Besides that... 
bad Gem. silence times two of just realizing that life is slowly fading away. Uh, we had just family times last weekend, uh, celebrating my mom's birthday. Nothing to note there, except my mom start, might start listening to the podcast again. And I blatantly didn't tell her how to find the podcast. So, <laughs> um, if you're listening to this, Noreen. If you're listening to this. Sorry. Congratulations. I'm actually kind of proud. <laughs> uh, just listen from here on out, because I definitely didn't say anything about you before this. And I don't think we've watched anything else. Yeah, I don't think so. I've been building up the anticipation for, uh, for when this is airing. It is Barbenheimer Day. I'm going to Barbie and Oppenheimer uh, by Hooker Crook tomorrow. This headache. My fucking brain could be jumping outside of my body and be like, well, I guess I gotta buy another ticket then. Um, or sit on my lap brain, because I'm not missing like, tomorrow. Like a child? Yeah. One like adult, one brain, child? please, for uh, Oppenheimer. One lap brain? And uh, I will have a full report on next week's episode, which next week's episode, I don't know if we mentioned it last week or not. Uh, we are going to pivot away from the guest star series again. It's just too fucking difficult with our schedule, let alone other people's schedules as well. Um, so we didn't have a movie picked or in the, um, in the, um, what's the phrase? In the, uh, in the chamber. In the bank. In the bank, in the chamber, whatever you want to call it. So, uh, next week will be A Star is Born, and then episode 450 is Interstellar, right in time for me to watch another really long Christopher Nolan movie, and then we will start, uh, chipping away at the Fast and the Furious franchise once Jillian is back in school. Great. Uh, but that's not what we're covering today. Today we're covering a movie from our Pick 'em Off series. Samantha and I nominate movies back and forth with one another. The movies don't get picked. Go to a list. That list was getting long, so now we are trying to shorten that list by doing this reoccurring series. Because we needed another gimmick. Uh, always. Just wait until I come up with even more. Uh, and unfortunately, today's movie was a movie that you had nominated previously. And you had bought. I just want to make sure that that's clear. Because I love you, and you had wanted to see the movie. Sure. That so doesn't mean Black you have to buy Friday, it. It still has the Walmart promo sticker that on it. I think this is a dollar one. No, no, no. Four dollars. Yeah, that doesn't four, mean you six. have to buy it. I... Especially when we have a podcast about movies, and you know you're going to have to watch it. You, I think you just secretly want to do it, and you're just blaming me. I do it for the content. Mm-hmm. And... I am a glutton for punishment. Yeah. That's why we've been together for so long. Here, here. So go ahead and read into the box for Jupiter Ascending. Jupiter Ascending. <clears throat> Is there anything on the front? Okay. Exciting and enthralling, says Alonzo Duralde, the rap. What? Nicely, yep, you're good. You couldn't say it better. Jupiter Jones was born under a night sky, with signs predicting she was destined for great things. Now grown, Jupiter wakes to a cold reality and an endless run of bad breaks. Only when Kane, a genetically engineered ex-military hunter, tracks her down on Earth does Jupiter glimpse her true fate. Her genetic signature marks her for an extraordinary inheritance that could alter the balance of the cosmos. Oh, so that's what this movie's about. <laughs> uh, yeah, something like that. 
So this is the second Wachowski Brothers movie we've done in the past... In the past, like, two weeks. No, like, months. Months. Speed Racer. We, yeah, we watched that Speed Racer on, on uh, yeah, 613. Yeah, And then so, this we yeah. watched on the 18th um, of July. Which is fun, because the Wachowski's only ever made one good movie. So... That's not true. Name me another good Wachowski Brothers movie. Excuse me. Sorry, sorry. Excuse me. I apologize. You need to get your shit right. I don't mean it. Just say the Wachowskis. The Wachowskis. I'm sorry. I know them Uh from when they made The Matrix. Okay, Noreen. Fucking, why quit the podcast? You can turn this off. I'm done. Am I wrong? Mine was an honest to God slip of the tongue. Okay. And basing it off of... Something that I've been saying for so long, which is the other. Oh, Talk about this movie. I, I really, hated. I, I love, hated it. You, you hated love this movie? No, I love the Wachowskis. Oh, okay. And I love the, it's not a movie, but I love Sense8, which was the uh, Netflix drama that they, that mm-hmm. they did. Um, but I couldn't tell you. What it was about? No, no, I know what it's about. Oh, you couldn't tell me another Wachowski's movie? Yes. Cool. Yeah. Fair. Uh, I think I have something written here specifically that'll, that'll <sighs> summarize everything about them. The worst thing that happened to the Wachowskis was The Matrix. Because mm, it put they them just up on such a pedestal. Keep going. In the same. To this, to this sort of well of big sci-fi ideas. Well, yeah, it's a space and opera. They have just never figured it out, even close to what they did with that one movie. I think that's a fair statement, but I I think that it's like a genre thing. I don't think that it's necessarily like. They couldn't find it again because there were a lot of directors and writers who the, the who, own, who are in a one specific genre yeah, no, and it, they don't bounce a, around. It's not a genre problem. I Am I a fan of this particular genre? No. The reason why is because I think this is a difficult genre to pull off. And more often than not, what directors are doing are making highly, highly overcomplicated, convoluted sci-fi crap that they think is fucking deep and philosophical when they didn't take the time to sit down and actually plot out point A to point B to point C and make it coherent for a general audience to sit down and unlike. And then they fill them with bullshit performances. Not all of the performances were bullshit. A lot of bullshit performances and then ones that are particularly bad that make even good ones seem worse by just being in the vicinity of them. Mm -hmm. Um, and And that's ultimately what... Okay. This movie and so many of them are. So, can you tell me that you like this movie? I didn't hate the movie. You didn't hate this movie? I didn't hate it. Okay. I thought it was particularly boring. Oh, it was overall. very boring. It was very boring. Um, disappointing, especially if you do compare it to something like The Matrix, in terms of like the fight scenes especially. Um, I thought it was absolutely gorgeous, though, in terms of the scene, like the the locations and and the scale. 
gorgeous. You, you can't n- deny that. You will never hear me. You will never get me to deny the visual style of Wachowski. Yeah, like it's it's beautiful. I think we said the same thing about Speed Racer. Yeah, of course. Like it looks great, but the effect that they were trying to pull off maybe wasn't as successful. But in this, like just some of the the scenes were just... I just really, I liked to look at this movie. I tend to agree it's filled with a lot of nonsense, but I didn't hate it. I, like, tolerated it. You know, like, this wasn't, like, a birdemic to me. This is, you know, like... Oh, it, no, no, yeah. it, th- This This My... had stuff that I was like, oh, okay, cool. I wish they did more of, but then, and there was like, oh, Crap, I wish that there was a lot less of this. So a movie like this is almost as bad to me as a Birdemic. Oh, I don't agree because with you at all. I, because here's the thing. A movie that is as bad as Birdemic has a certain accidental genius to it because you are taking art and just destroying it. Whereas this has hundreds of millions of dollars behind it. Mm. And I could argue... That the story of this movie is just as hard or confusing and pointless as Birdemic. I could argue there's one performance that's just as bad as anything in Birdemic. <laughs> we'll get to later on. Um, movies like this is are more offensive to me than Birdemic. Because at the end of the day, Birdemic was somebody trying to fucking realize their dream and failing at a hilarious level. I, this is this this is this is studio and creative hubris not putting pieces together and getting to see their project come to fruition and then forcing people to spend their hard-earned money and their hard-earned time well, apparently experiencing not. it. Well, yeah, well, you, you know <laughs> it, what I mean. It bombs. And, well, yeah, because at a certain point, people, like, see through, like, fool me fucking once with them. Because this was after Cloud Atlas, right? Yes. This was after Speed Racer. Uh, There's another one, I feel like, in between there. And then also the fucking negative goodwill from the, the third, and to a lesser extent, the second Matrix movie. It, it just... something's got to give, you know? No, they didn't do that movie. I I know they didn't. Um, No, it was a joke. Yeah, it was funny. And... (laughs) I'm sorry, my headache's starting to feel better. What the fuck is wrong with you? I have a headache. That's what's wrong with me. Oh, V for Vendetta. I'm not a fan of that movie. I know people are, but... I mean, that that movie is infinitely better than this. Well, sure, but I'm saying that's another Wachowski's movie. Yes. There you go. That has like source material behind it where they didn't necessarily come up with it. Okay, well, you know what? Why? You're just a hater. I am a hater because I hated this movie. This movie is just filled with fucking. You get introduced to so many different fucking characters and so many different like ideas and people, and there's no way to track or follow any of it. I think. Because it's all just said like we're supposed to fucking understand what it all means. I think. I think. Right after this, or not not a long time after this, um, the Wachowskis did Sense8. And I think 
that's the difference in terms of like quality because the Wachowskis are storytellers. They tell an epic story. But when you're trying to tell an epic story in two to three hours, it's a lot more difficult. You lose a lot of stuff. You have to cram stuff in. It leaves audiences confused versus telling a, a, an epic story over several one-hour episodes. So I think that it's more of an episodic problem. It's more of a delivery problem. You're being really loose with the definition of epic, by the way. Rather than, well, it is. Like, I mean, it's like supposed to be Thematically, this, not... Right. No, no, I'm not saying like, not oh, quality. it's the ba- best yeah. thing. No, it's like this thematic, this is an epic story that's supposed to span millennia, right? Like, I think that... Yes, there's somebody in this movie who claims they've lived for, what, 14 millennia? Yeah, so... so Stupid. But I'm saying, like, I feel like the ability to dig in to a lot of the intricacies of the story that they are trying to tell, I think a medium, such as a two and a half hour movie, did not do them justice. I think that's more of a problem. But also, I'm a big fan of space operas. I'm a big fan of of sci-fi. as a genre, so this was up my alley. And, I, and I used to think that I was, but I, the moment we do this podcast, never been. I think it's sci-fi just, is probably your weakest. No, no area. No, no. no, like westerns and rom-coms and stuff too. Are would would be there like true rom-coms? Uh, I think the problem I have with sci-fi is that a lot of sci-fi loves the smell of its own shit and thinks that its audience it it comes a lot of sci-fi comes off as stupid like I think this movie does like everything sounds stupid everything looks stupid it's a you thing and it's meant to be like oh put yourself in this world or put yourself in this and like to me that works better with like fantasy and I'm I'm the biggest fan of like fantasy like Lord of the Rings and fairies and whatnot either but at the very least, there's like a whimsy to it. Whereas this, it's supposed to be like, sci-fi is more cool than like fantasy stuff. You know what I mean? And when you have fucking Shannon Tatum with fucking weird ears and all these creatures doing their weird faces and all, and you don't understand. I, I didn't even write down the names of half the shit because honestly, at a certain point, it just got exhausting trying to track or follow it. I'm just like... I don't know what a what a Herculoid or uh, Silverhawk. I'm just saying eighty. I'm just saying eighties cartoons. Just made that shit up. But that's what they fucking did, and they haven't earned with what they've been showing me. My buy-in as to why it's important and why it's any fucking good, and they just keep whisking along doing it, and that's fucking awful. So, this might be a record on the show. Oh, yeah, that was uh, actually, uh, that put this movie at the highest swerve count of the movies this year. Of course it did, because it doesn't make any fucking sense. No, highest swerve count, the one that put it over the edge, swerve, mullet fell asleep. (laughs) 
Record on the show. I was desperate. You fell asleep in the show. Look, I'm in gonna, the movie. I'm going to talk for like 10 minutes about this probably. I, over the course of 448 episodes of the show, have watched you fall asleep probably at least 20% of those movies. That's not true. How? What is that math? That's like 80 movies. That's probably <laughs> true. Exactly. That's probably, that's accurate. Uh... And, that's generous, and actually. I take that's a, generous. And I take offense to it. Not offense. It's but not, like, I'm not falling asleep because of you. It bothers me. Well. Because we are expected to watch the movie no. and then have an educated conversation Excuse about me. it. Whose expectation is that? That's your own expectation. That's not When me. you put a movie on, the expectation is you're watching it and you can have a conversation about it. And it is, and then at the times when you don't fall asleep in the movie, then you're just sitting here playing fucking Farm Crush or whatever, and not a game, and not you know not actively paying attention. That's another twenty percent probably. So I do my fucking best to overcome all of that uh-huh. by really being locked in uh-huh. and taking good notes and putting my funny and and academic. Uh, cinema hat on for the enjoyment of people at, at home. And in this, about 25, 30 minutes in, I was like, bro, I could not give a fuck less in this case. And we watched this on Tuesday, right? Yeah. So it was the day after one of the hardest days of work I've had in quite some time. I hadn't gotten a lot of sleep the night before, even though I went to bed at a decent hour. I was just fucking done. I didn't want to watch a movie in the first place. So the next thing I know... I hear you, or it's like you're like Chris. I'm like, yep, I'm good. And I'm like, oh no, I did it. I you failed. did it. I fucking did it. And then I did it two or three more times. And here's the thing: once that happens, then I totally get why you're like that in some cases yeah. because of like, all right, I'm in the middle of this now. There's like some fucking like yeah. Super Mario Brother movie Goomba guy walking around now. I got like some fucking Thanos kid and all this other horseshit. I am fucking so lost. I hear so many names and types of things. I have no idea where we are. This is how I live my life, so, man. So I'm like, it's awful. How this do you do this? I just That's go with terrible. it. It's terrible. It's great. That's so bad, it's Samantha. It's interesting. It's not interesting. That's horrifying. That's like being in a fucking coma and you wake up and there's a new president. It's well, like, yeah. what? how many years did I miss? A couple. <laughs> it's... Because... Also, when that happened, it was right around the time where... You Why are you going to try to say it? You no, don't no. even fucking remember. No, because here's the sick thing about it. I still do also kind of know because I have my, my previous notes. It's when we first meet Channing Tatum's dumbass wolf ear character and they have the really long and what would have been really cool if it was truncated uh, chase around Chicago mm-hmm. with his gravity boots. Um, That's when I said this was a particularly boring fight scene um, it was it's a, got it, some cool moves but it's yeah, the it same been, stuff over and over again it 10 have, minute scene they could have absolutely cut yeah. down it's, yeah it's just fuck, it just kept fucking going kept going mm-hmm. so because of that I start to doze and then when we get back into it they're meeting uh, they're meeting Sean Bean's character oh no that's like 45 minutes no difference no, because the thing is, we're also in the, we're just in exposi- exposition heavy 
shit. Yeah, but and when babe, I, babe, they they have that fight scene, and then there's like seven or eight other scenes before they meet before we meet uh, Sean Bean's character. I also didn't take a lot of notes. <laughs> So I just this is what I wrote. There's more exposition here than chases with these Kano from Mortal Kombat dudes and aliens from Signs. Like, did you did you see the part where so he got hurt? Did you see the part where they stole the car to get there? No. And she oh that was like the funniest part of the movie. Oh, you missed it. He's damn. Bleeding. She's like oh we gotta stop the bleeding. She opens the glove box and there's a maxi pad and she puts. Oh, the I do maxi remember that. I do remember on. that. Yeah, I remember that. Okay. Yeah, remember the maxi pad. Must be when I was coming in out of consciousness. But what I was just <laughs> referencing was how hard it is to track and figure out what's going on, which is preposterous because also this movie has so many fucking exposition dumps of scenes <sighs> where someone is just fucking world splaining to Mila Kunis what the fuck is going on because she just left being like huh half the damn time can we backtrack for a second to the beginning of the movie which actually might have been my favorite part of the movie sure, sure. setting up her parents as yeah. you know this love affair and their love of astrology and then was it ever explained later on in the movie why was that just a random like mob hit or were those people from the skies killing her dad no, it was just just a random act of okay. They cool. were in like cool Russia, I, and they were they got robbed. Got it. Cool. Hate that scene now. Um, so it establishes, you know, she's doing voiceover, and it cuts to her in the present day, and she is just a maid with a big, uh, big poor immigrant family, and I don't care what's happened in your life, but ain't no way. Someone as hot as Mila Kunis is cleaning toilets for a living. It's the most unbelievable thing I've That's ever seen in my entire life. What do you think the basis of the story of Cinderella is? No offense to Cinderella. She's a fictional character, so she can go fuck herself. Cinderella is not as good looking as Mila Kunis is. She's not. Cinderella is, like, cute. <laughs> okay. Mila Kunis, put her on my list in case she wasn't already on it. I think she is from forgetting Star Marshall. Pretty but, sure she is, but let's double check. Uh, it's just, it's just, it's, it's just unbelievable. Like, make her work at, like, I don't know. Like, have her work at, like, Baskin Robbins. I don't know. <laughs> like, like, it's just fucking. Your list just, is so fucking long. Yeah. But Mila Kunis is in it, yes. She is okay, good. So you, you don't From In Forgetting Sarah Marshall. You don't have to put her on her twice, it's fine. And Jupiter Ascending. No, 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 I don't want to, no, 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 She's like the mother of Earth. She's Mother Earth. No, she's, she's like Taka. the queen of the universe. <laughs> she's Tef uh, uh, Tefiti, the heart of Tefiti. What's the name of the character from Moana? Tefiti? Yeah. Yeah. What is she? Hmm? Tefiti. No, in this, what is she? Oh, she's uh, the reincarnate of the... Of Earth? Mother of the House of Braxis. <laughs> what the fuck did you just say? <laughs> did you? Were you paying attention to their names? And Abraxas, stuff? I know, is this really bad Jesse Ventura sci-fi movie from the late '80s, early '90s. Wow. Uh, did you have a favorite part of this movie? I mean, I already—I did. It was the nap. <laughs> but, uh... I already talked about the the maxi pad part. Like that was pretty, mm -hmm. pretty funny. Um, I liked the. The whole getting the... Uh, fucking, don't fucking say it. Go on, go what? on. What? 
Go ahead. I know what you're going to say. When they were going back and forth. Um, the DMV, the DMV scene? scene. I uh, hated that scene so much. Why did you like that scene? I just thought it was uh, a great uh, look at the bu- bureaucracy that remains, regardless of if you're, you know, in Florida or on Earth or in any planet Samantha, in the universe. That's, that's preposterous and <laughs> stupid. That scene was fucking excruciating of... It's the typical fucking complicated trope that's in anything. Like, oh, this direction is confusing. You have to jump through these hoops. No, that wasn't my favorite scene. fucking space opera. That was your favorite scene? No, that wasn't my favorite scene. My favorite scene is with the, um, her family. Um, when the family finds out what, uh, I guess her cousin did, like trying to get her to sell her eggs and was like, don't treat, don't treat cousin like chicken. I just like the interactions with the family and couldn't, um couldn't care less. The only time I cared I know <laughs> is when I realized that it was Jeremy Swift. That fucking Higgins from Ted Lasso is the bearded and I should have realized it earlier because there was that one part in Ted Lasso when he got fired and he grew a beard. Yeah. It was playing his instruments at home. It just it, then it then all those scenes took me out of the movie because I'm like, that's just fucking Higgins. What the yeah. hell's going on? But no, I liked I liked, you know, those scenes. I, I liked that. Don't treat cousin like chicken. Um, cool, great. Yeah, uh, what about you? I mentioned the beginning of the movie, which was as close as I, I was gonna get. Um, besides that, <gasps> honestly, I don't think I have anything else. Mm. It, this movie just is filled with some of the worst dialogue I've ever heard in a movie. Not that dialogue was ever the Wachowski strong suit, but in this, it's just the cherry on top of the shit Sunday because you don't know fucking an asshole from all fucking spot in the ground from what you said earlier. Give me another example of uh, of races or characters or classes of people in this movie. Oh, oh. Just to confuse me again. Oh, um, um. Okay, what about the, uh, Hang on. Hang on. Hang on. Oh, what about uh, Stinger? Did you like Stinger? Who's Stinger? Is that... Sean Bean's character. And his affinity with with the honeybees. Did you get it? He was part honeybee? Did you not, did you not get Wait, it? Sean B's a bee in this? Yeah. He's, he's Sean B? <laughs> he's... Wait, hold on. He's supposed to be a fucking bee in this? So you know how... Like Jenny, Bumblebee from like, fucking you know, Transformers? No, it's completely different. That's Sean, I think metal. Sean B's a Transformer? Channing Tatum is like part human, part. Yeah, he's like man bear pig. <laughs> no, just man bear, just man wolf. Um, like he's like a li- a lichen. He's he's like a werewolf, but just without the were part. He's like a man wolf. Well, Sean Bean is a honey bear. Is a honey. What bear. you just said. Sean Bean is a honey. Made me bee. convinced this movie is worse than Birdemic. And it, he's a bee and a human. He's a human bee. Yeah. Like Queen Bee, like from uh, Miraculous. That show Jillian watches. Miraculous was in this? Yeah. You didn't see Ladybug? Ladybug? And Cat Noir running around? I'm sure somebody was called Akuma, though. No, that's racist. You can't say that. What is it? That's a racist. Um, but yeah, you didn't know that? He was a uh, part honey, part, no, part bee. I... <sighs> this movie. And of course, notably... Sean Bean has to be the character that, right on cue, does something for another character, but he actually is portraying him when he's doing it for him, 
And then he has another fucking change of heart. This movie also didn't help that, like, something would happen, and then it would either be immediately negated, or we have to go back through that whole thing. So when, uh, what was the name of the, the, the pussy twin, the pussy brothers? Um, they both were pussies. What were the name? What were their names? Oh, they uh, were Abraxas as well, or yeah, yeah, they were the Abraxas. The Abraxas brothers, the Balaam and Titus. Oh, fuck that sucks so bad. I hate stupid names in movies. Did you like that flying lizard man in this movie at the end? There was that lizard man. The one that we kept seeing throughout the whole well, movie? No, there was that like a, guy died. There was like a, there was like a, there was like a gang of lizards. They killed that guy. Yeah, he was like, was his head got guy. stuck in like the ground or something, right? No, that was that's the second one. How many lizard men were there? There were a couple. There's one that got killed like in the When middle. his head got stuck in that floor, you know what didn't happen? A fucking ring didn't fall out of his fucking pocket, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> um, Is that going to be your gimmick? Like I have swerves, yeah, you're going to have the ring. I got a couple more weeks for it. Ring in um, I just wanted it to fucking end. <laughs> My last note is make this end. <laughs> There's more bad character shouting and some weird elephant pilot. I didn't know there was the fucking elephant yeah, the pilot. Elephant pilot. I think he came up and I was like, what the hell? How long was I out? A while. He had a whole soliloquy. No, he didn't. Yes, he did. No, he did. That character did not have any lines in the movie. Yeah. A whole. He went, ah! Yeah. You're such a bad fucking liar. Absolutely. You're such a bad liar. Okay. And then uh, the day gets saved and everything's hunky-dory with the family and then Channing Tatum has wings. Fuck this. Like, it, it's... Can you... Ex- so, here's what I want you to do. Honestly. Okay. I want you to summarize the last five minutes of this movie for yeah. people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. As best you can. Don't, okay. look at, no, don't look at your fucking notes. No, I gotta look at my notes. I gotta look at my notes. Try to do it in your own words without... Plagiarizing yourself. All right. So, the her family mm-hmm. got her the telescope that she no 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 before like the, before before like that's basically the epilogue. Like, well, okay, but you said the last five minutes like that was part of. So I meant in in five minutes summarize the end of this movie. From where? Uh, so basically. She almost gets married to, like, the one bad brother. Yeah, and then yeah. she gets saved. And then the other brother kidnaps her family and forces her to, like, basically, like, sign a will over to him or something. Because what is it, like... Sign the she, earth over to him. So why does she own the earth again? Okay. <laughs> so... I'm so ready for this. This I'm wide awake for. They... These humans, mm-hmm. right? Oh, they're humans. Okay, good. No, they're human. Yeah. They're human. But they're in space. They're in space, space because humans. they are from another universe or mm-hmm. planet, right? Because... Another multi-universe. No, it's not multiverse. It's just there are more inhabitable planets other than Earth, and they're from one of them. Multi-universes. Got it. Okay. And so... They figured out the key to living longer, right, and having more time. But the matriarch of the Abraxas family was murdered. And so when she died, she died. Who murdered her? Her son, Balaam. Oh, he did. Okay, got it. And then... I didn't get that part. Well, you don't pay attention. That was, at, like, towards the end of the movie. Stop eating that. My, ice pack. my mouth has not been on it. Yes, you were just rubbing it 
like, know. the inside of my mouth. Go That's on. That's so weird. People are um, on pins so, and needles. <laughs> okay, I bet. And so they were talking about how their genes are their legacy. They're wearing jeans? <laughs> this is what I imagine Tope feels like. <laughs> and RJ is trying. Sorry, I'm done. Go ahead. Their genes. Are their legacy. And they believe in reincarnation. Or like uh, recurrence. And she was the recurrence of the matriarch. And so, obviously, she had a will, right? And her estate got split between her three children. But she left a portion of it for whenever her recurrence was... Her her reincarnation was found and, you know, brought into the family, brought to power, right? She became the new ruler of of the Abraxas clan and, and everything. And so Earth was going to be her inheritance. Okay. And they were going to harvest it by uh, turning all the people into into nectar so they could continue living. That's that's a hard left. That that, that was that, that was the big swerve of the movie. That was the big swerve of the movie. So that's how they have so much that's how she lived fourteen millennia. So at that point, what's the name? Uh, uh, Bala. Balaam. Balaam. Um, hardly knew him. Uh, wants to stop it. Wants to um, suck the nectar out of Mila Kunis's. That's not cooch or something. No, that's not what happened. And at then all. Uh, stop. This is helping my head. <sighs> then uh, Channing Tatum's wolf boy has to come save the day. And Sean Bean's character and all the other characters who I don't know who they are also come to help her save the day. There's this big fight and then the bad people fall and the good people win. Yep. Sums it up. And then her family, which cleans toilets for a living, doesn't have enough money to fucking do anything, buys her like a $5,000 telescope. But she can't, but they don't, but they don't remember everything that happened. Right, because they got their memories erased. Similar to what they do Men in, in black. Men in Black, yeah. Neuralizer? Mm-hmm. Sweet. Yep. And then she just still cleaning toilets. Right, because she's you know going to continue living her life. Her life sucks. Well, now she's having sex with a wolf man. Yeah, so it can't all be bad. Would you have sex with a wolf man? Sure. Why? Why not? Would you have sex with a wolf man? No. Why? It's not, I'm not, I don't like hair. Huh? Not a hair guy. He didn't. He wasn't very hairy. Yeah, but I'm sure from what we can't. Also, it's gonna be weird down there, man. I don't know what wolf genitalia he's got rocking. Look at his ears. Look at his. Also, he's got a dumb haircut. He was an albino wolf. <laughs> oh yeah, in case in case we could drop another just great factoid for y'all. Jamie playing a gravity boot wearing half werewolf albino. Yeah. Name wasn't in Kane Wise. Yeah, Kane Wise. I hmm. wouldn't fuck him on name alone. <laughs> so, about Jupiter Jones. Well, yeah, Jupiter Jones is, you know, man on. Not like in on, but like, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, was there anything else you didn't like about the movie? I can't believe you said you didn't hate this movie. I didn't hate it. Um, I mean, I guess we could get into performances because that's you know the next thing I would talk about if we're going to talk about 
things I disliked about this movie. <sighs> this is absolutely a, one of the performances. This is one of the easiest decisions we've ever made and maybe one of the worst performances I've ever seen. But I, I really hope that we're aligned on this because I, I don't know. Um, and I, I mean, there are multiple bad performances, but I only wrote one down because it's that much of a fucking slam dunk. And also, it's maddening because the same exact fucking oh, year, yeah, yeah. he won, won, won the, an Oscar. He won the Good. fucking Academy Award glad, for Best Actor. I'm glad that we're on the same page here. This performance that Eddie Redmayne puts on as Balaam Abraxan, it's like he's doing an impression of Richard Harris's Albus Dumbledore doing an impression of Voldemort and also his character from when he was a woman. What, what the Danish it? girl? Yes. I think Eddie Rayman... No, that's not even his name. <laughs> I think Eddie Redman is just some guy who's living his life in New Jersey. Uh, I think Eddie Redman uh, should get hit by a carpet truck. He's so bad. I hate... I, I, I was not a fan of the movie Birdman. I did not think it was a good movie at all. I do think that Michael Keaton is particularly good in that movie. And sh- who else was nominated for both of the awards that Eddie Redmayne won? Because he also won Worst Supporting Actor at the Razzie. So hold on. I'm going to look this up right now. So 2015 Academy Awards, which I think is what I need to find. Academy Awards, there we go. Uh, took place in 2015. Yes, okay, I found it. So Eddie Redmayne beat Michael Keaton. Uh, in Birdman. He also beats uh, Steve Carell in Foxcatcher. Didn't like that movie. Didn't like that performance. Uh, he beat Bradley Cooper in American Sniper. What a bad year for movies! Wow. Christ! And Benedict Cumberbatch in The Imitation Game. Wow. Good I have lord, the why didn't we go on strike that year? I know, right? Uh, I have the Razzies here. No, hold on. I want to point out, other movies that were out that weren't just were not there, Selma, so David Oyelowo is not there, Whiplash, Miles Teller is not there. Uh, Boyhood, I forget who that is. Maybe Ethan Hawke. Yeah, yeah. It's not Ethan there. Uh, fucking Grand Budapest Hotel, a movie also we didn't like, but Wright finds so much better there. So much better there. Uh, Gone Girl, fucking no Affleck. Fucking, um, where else? Here. That's probably good. What a bad, bad, bad year. Um, you want to know how bad of a year it was? Here are the other people who are nominated for Raz, for the Razzie for uh, Worst Supporting Actor. Mm-hmm. Chevy Chase for Hot Sub Time Machine 2 as the Hot Sub Repairman and Vacation as Clark Griswold. Sure. Josh Gad for Pixels and The Wedding Ringer. Kevin James for Pixels. And Jason Lee for Alvin and the Chipmunks, The Road Chip. Honestly... That's not as bad as I was thinking. <laughs> I mean, it's bad, but that feels like I feel like that's a lot of punching down on a lot of things. Uh, Eddie Redmayne's character definitely, I definitely get the Voldemort thing. The only thing I wrote down was why? Who is squeezing him? Like <laughs> it just felt like the entire time he was just talking like right. this and trying. That's how Richard Harris played Dumbledore. But it was like he was also Voldemort at the same time. But also Richard Harris is like old and dying. Right, exactly. That's my point. 
That's my point. Except when then Eddie Redmayne would get upset and he'd be like, "Gay!" Voldemort. <laughs> it is one of the most perplexingly wretched. I just don't know why he made the choices he made, especially when, and, and it can't necessarily be like a character thing, because like the brother and the sister were not like that at all. The brother gave me weird, like... It was like a playboy... Yeah, he gave me, like... He seemed like uh, a, an actor on Gossip Girl that got accused of something in real life. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. And the and sister... Tuppence Tup Middleton, I think she's an angel. She's great. Oh, she's really... I like her in... A, she's one of my favorite parts of Mank. One of the only parts of Mank she's that great. I like. She, she was also in Sense8. Yeah, she, she was good. She's great. But Eddie Redmayne is just overwhelmingly bad yeah. yeah in every fucking frame of this movie it, it is him without question um he will be nominated for worst actor of the year come mullet award time without question okay and uh yeah i hope uh we never have to see him again i've never liked him he's somehow one of the worst parts uh, probably the worst part of late miz the, the, not that I'm a fan of that movie. He, you think he's the worst part of Les Mis? Either him or Amanda Seyfried. Well, it's the two of them because really? the two of them together. Who do you think the worst part of Les Mis? Oh, sorry, Russell Crowe. Sorry. <laughs> but again, so, so that that brings up the like the birdemic argument again, right? Like at a certain point, you're bad to the to the degree of being entertaining. Uh, Russell Crowe is definitely not. Uh, Yogi Bear <laughs> John Phil John Why are you in my park uh, Rich just had an aneurysm um, Not even listening to this From when I'm saying this He can hear me in Chicago Besides that I mean I, I have a couple MVPs written down But I don't feel great about any of them Because I think for the most part The cast here is really struggling with the material they have. I think I think Channing Tatum is bad. I th I think he is any of the charisma and charm that he can get by off of is just totally Yeah. I've seen him do so much better gone. because it's not natural. He's not natural. No. How can you be natural? He's playing a like an albino lichen with gravity boots. Oh, I'll, I'll, let me channel. How how'd you prepare for the role? Well, <laughs> what is he gonna say after well? Nothing. Um, I think Mila Kunis was fine, but a lot of her part is just asking monotonous questions and looking lost. <laughs> um, I think she did a great job at that. Sure, but that doesn't mean it was good in general. Who who do you have for MVP? Well, I had Mila Kunis as my MVP. Because I feel like she had to carry a lot of it. Um, I don't think she was properly cast. I think... I, I couldn't give you off the top of my head somebody who would be better at it, but... Mila, okay, so... But she's, she doesn't fit that... 
I don't know. She doesn't feel... Oh, because she's too pretty to scrub a toilet? No, no, no. I'm not talking about that part, believable. I'm talking about once we get into, like, the thick of it, she's too... Like, normal? Does that make sense? Like... Sure. I, 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 don't, I, I can't put my... I can't verbalize it, but... Depending on who else you have, and I have a couple people, we may end up giving her an opinion award. Do you have anybody else? No. I like Tuppence Middleton. I like Tuppence Middleton. I, I liked her. I, I didn't hate Sean Bean, because it's yeah. Sean Bean. He's always good. I hated the character, because you could see everything that's coming from him a mile away. Yeah, but he, he was a uh, half honeybee. Oh, there goes that. Not happening there. Oh, before I forget, okay, so one of the things I have left written down. Very early on in the movie, I think even before he saves Jupiter, Kane-wise, Channing Tatum's character, like, he either breaks in somewhere or he's going through, like, files or paperwork. Oh, yeah, yeah, and he, and he smells, smells them. I did not like that And either. from smelling them, well, he's you, part- get, you get, like, visual, what the fucking, there's only... How many parts can somebody be well, of no, something? Because being part wolf, they have an enhanced sense of smell. So an enhanced... So, so hold we on. go... We, hold we'll on. get into that when we talk about the Twilight movies uh, with the werewolves. To. We're not going to. We don't and, have them. Well, we are about to. I will end you. <laughs> an enhanced sense of smell is yeah. like, oh, I'm a, I'm a police dog and I know there's cocaine yeah. Half a mile down sure, the road. Sure, sure. An enhanced sense of but this smell is, like is not... werewolf level hmm, sense of smell. Let me smell this paper and remember what happened with it. No, he can just sense it. No, no, no. That's not what he was doing. He smelled the paper and, he, and, and he... got the paper's memories or something. <laughs> no. No, he smelled it and then he was able to imagine her signing it. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> I love egging you on. It's hilarious. I hate it. The other person, I like the weird pervert Mr. Knight character. He was a one of those weird background perverts. Yeah, he was a pervert. He was like, hey, you know, hey, you know. Chicanery Knight was his name. Chicanery. I'm gonna, all right, so I have the Wikipedia pulled up. I'm going to read all the characters' names right now. Just a highlight. But you also have to read kind of like... This is going to be like me reading who, Asian names. Who they are. Yeah, you, you know, also yeah, have to read sure. who they are. Uh, Wise, genetically engineered soldier. Half human and half canine. He wasn't even a wolf. He was a canine. Though this is not immediately visible. He has a tremendously powerful sense of smell that see? allows him to track a gene through the universe. See? And so he was able to see Jupiter the image. Uh, Stinger Apini, a Han Solo type character. Half human and half honeybee. Gives him enhanced speed, special vision, and a high sense of loyalty. Even though he literally betrays his friend. Balaam Abraxas, emperor of the house of Abraxas, and the eldest of the three Abraxas siblings. He controls the wealthiest business empire in the known universe from a gigantic refinery in the great red spot of the planet Jupiter. Titus Abraxas, a bit of a playboy, mentioning his spaceship as described in the script as a cross between the Gothic Cathedral and the Playboy Mansion. Chicanery Knight, Alexa... No, 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 no one go off. Uh, that's oh, I'm sorry. That's just Jupiter's mom. Yeah. That's just a Russian lady. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was just a Russian lady. Kalik Abraxas, the sister. Domika Singh, Catherine Dunleavy, played by future Academy Award nominee Vanessa Kirby. Uh, even the humans. Jeremy Swift plays Vasily Boltzmanovich. No, there's no itch. 
Boltenikov. Boltenikov. Gemma, it's just a Russian name. Gemma Chatterjee, a cybernetic Aegis officer. Razo, a bounty hunter. Vladi, Jupiter's cousin. <laughs> Famulus, half human, half deer. I didn't. I didn't know who that character was. We're gonna have to watch Philo it again. Philopercadium. So Moltka. That's another cousin. Uh, intergalactic advocate Bob. <laughs> that that right there sums up what I've been trying to say for fifty minutes. Intergalactic advocate Bob. Thank you. Fuck you. Goodbye. And then there's Gregan. Kiza. No, the Gregan is a Western dragon of the cryptic reptilians. Kiza was just a human. Who are we giving this fucking MVP to? I have Stinger Belly of Mr. Knight. You said. Mila. Mila Kunis. Yeah, fine, fine. I'll, I'll fucking give it to you. Mila Kunis. Oh, okay. Maybe the movie. Whatever. I, I just don't want to talk about this movie anymore. That's how you wear me down is fucking Mila Kunis. Another surefire worst MVP nominee later on in the year. Uh, did she get anything before? I don't think I think that's her first. I think so. Anything. But I'm not sure. Yeah, we haven't done much with her. Um I hate how much I love you that I bought this and I had to sit through this. Like Chris, this is how I feel all the time. But like I'm bringing to you things that are to such a degree that they have merit. That's not. I don't think that's a. No. They have a merit in terms of your enjoyment. Like think of how much fun we've had with Birdemic over the past couple weeks, laughing about it and making reference about Sopans. And so and fucking hanging out with our family, having okay, ourselves fine, a good time. Fine, fair. What what fair. what 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 <laughs> what value have we gotten from Jupiter ascending? I got to see you fall asleep in a movie. I'm right, never gonna let you forget it. Fair. Uh yeah. I'll give that to you, I guess. Absolutely. Do you have anything else on this bullshit movie? Um, I don't think I do. I think uh, I think we covered everything. I, I do want to read this section about Eddie Remain's performance on the Wikipedia that summarizes how much it was fucking lambasted by critics. The consensus being it was over the top and unintentionally silly. Uh, Screen Rant said his performance was so over the top with his effeminate mannerisms and Bane-style whisper voice that the movie devolves into an absurd comedy whenever he's on screen. Um, and in fact, he does go home with an Oscar and a Razzie on the same night. Manola Dargis from the New York Times, one of our greatest living uh, film critics, uh, called the performance camping. And then he was lambasted for screeching his lines in a way that is about as intimidating as a toddler, uh, adding, unfortunately, you'll never be able to unhear the way he shrieks, go, to his hideous minions. Romain himself admitted that he gave a, quote, pretty bad performance by all accounts in the film during a November 2018 interview wow. with GQ. So uh, at least he realizes it. And he continues to... Um, what does he even do nowadays? He almost got nominated for another fucking Oscar not too long ago. Yeah, he sure did. Well, if not even for Danish Girl, there was another one. I think he almost got nominated for it. And then, um... Well, he's been in the Fantastic Beasts series. Right, those course. movies all... We saw one of them and we'll never see another <sighs> one ever again. He was in the Trial of the Chicago 7, which he we was, saw. He was he probably He was fine my, in that. I think that was probably one of my least favorite parts of that movie. I mean, he was fine. It was okay. But, um, no, he did The Theory of Everything. The good The good The good The good I can't say the good nurse. <laughs> that was the movie he almost got nominated for this past year that nobody saw. Um, okay. 
Yeah. Hate him. Never again. I'm never watching an Eddie Redmayne. Hold on. What's on this list? Can I avoid him for the rest of my life? Hold on. All right. We're good there. We're good. We're good. I don't think we own another one of his movies. No, I think we own The Theory of Everything. Nope, I would never buy that movie. I think we own Les Mis. Nope, never. Nope, we don't have any of the rest of these movies. Thank fucking God I'm going to avoid Eddie Redmayne. It's a shame he will be a one-time LVP on this podcast. I don't think you're right. We don't, I'm positive, but we don't own any of these movies. Okay. I knew what I was doing. Okay, if you say so. I'm, I say so. All right. Are we done talking about this movie? I guess. Oh, what's this movie on our movie list here? Les Mis. No, it's not. You don't know the alphabet, so you're probably even in the wrong section. No, I'm in the L's. You're right, it's not here. Thank you. You nominated it way back when, so you can score first. I mean, look, it wasn't like the best movie I've ever seen, but I didn't hate it. I didn't think it was, like, terrible. Um, and at What least did you like about it? I liked how Besides it the visuals. Looked. Yeah, I liked the visuals. And there were a couple Look of things painting. I laughed at. And, yeah. I mean, I'm not going to give it, like, a high score. What are you giving it? Like, a three. <laughs> That's, I'd say a three is hating a movie. No, I hate to tell you. No. No, because, like, there are movies that are like, mm, it's okay, it's a five. Like, this fine. Like, it's fine, but I, I think, truly... If it was a different medium, like a miniseries or episodic, then it would have been a lot different. I'm giving the movie a one and a half. Because, and I don't even know what the half is for. The half is for, it challenged me to the point of putting me to fucking sleep. And I have to give it its flowers for that. This is nonsensical... Sci-fi dreck with one of the worst performances you will ever see in a mainstream movie by a fucking Academy Award winning performer. Um, And just fucking all kinds of mindless BS to surround itself in. So that's a 2.25 for Jupiter Ascending. After After a slow start to the year... In terms of bad movies, yeah, over the yeah. past couple months, we've gotten a 1, a 2.25, a 3, and a 3.25. So we are we are right on track for a well-rounded year. Uh, maybe even more so once we uh, pull up the old random number generator there, Samantha, and find out what we're going to be watching um, probably in several weeks' time because we need to get through the Fast and the Furious franchise. So this movie we probably will not see... For several weeks, uh, between 1 and 110 is what I'm looking for. Here on the list. Okay. 22. 22, okay. I don't know about you. Oof, okay. We're going way back into the vault here. Oh, God. We're going to be watching our second Charlie Chaplin film. And it is... It is a it is a notorious one. It is the Great Dictator, his uh his t- uh, send up of Hitler. Cool. Uh, it's, it's supposed to be fantastic. So. All right. Well, I'll be the judge of that. Uh, I mean, he's I mean he's not supporting him. 
Not like fucking. Did you see the the? I was seeing an article today about uh, Roald Dahl and. I don't want to know. Don't tell me. I don't want to know. Okay. Don't ruin one of my most beloved authors, please. Okay. I, I won't. I won't go further than that. I appreciate it. You're welcome. Thank you. Uh, I almost just said it. <laughs> I don't want to be Such a dick. <laughs> I won't. I won't. I won't. You'll find out on your own. Um, so the great, great. Di- great dictator is coming out. Um, well, it came out well, like a hundred years ago or something. At this point, how, how long ago was the, the Great Dictator? Let's see. The Great Dictator was load. Come on, come on. Nineteen forty. So it is an eighty-two-year-old movie. Oh wow. Nice. Eighty-three. Not as old as my grandma. This is uh this is his first true sound film, as well. Okay. So that'll be. That'll be interesting. Sure will. Um, that's going to do it for this week's episode of Married Movies. We encourage you, as always, to go to arcadeaudio.net for this podcast and the others in our network of shows. Rate, review, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure you're going to patreon.com slash arcadeaudio for bonus content. Facebook.com slash marriedmovies at marriedwmovies on Twitter. Marriedmovies at gmail.com. Let us know what you think of the show. For me, at your host, Mo38, on Instagram. For you, at Jam with your Sam. Also for me, my retro wrestling diary, arcadeaudio.net slash podbloggle. When I'm editing this podcast, I hopefully will be able to finish this week's uh, issue or uh, edition, however you want to call it, um, which is ECW Living Dangerously 1998. And I just watched next week's. Uh, for the first time, taking my notes on the computer. Wow, so moving on hopefully up. hopefully I won't have to miss a week anymore because I can just do that as opposed to transcribing everything and taking double the time to do it all, uh, which would be Uncensored 1998. Uh, we can get rid of this movie, right? We're not keeping Jupiter or something? Sure. Sweet. Throw that across the room. There we go. Fantastic. Great. That sums it up. Okay. For Mullet. This is Mullet. Signing out for this week's episode of Married with Movies. We'll catch you next time on our couch. Slash the movie. See if they have the timing. The, the movie making a calamitous noise is the perfect way to be like, well, time to get out of here. We kind of have a fucking gap of beat in there. Okay. So you have there. You could also end the show, you know that? <laughs>